Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. Just to like test your recording on there, um, Kyle, could you tell me how attracted you are to Optimus Prime? <laughs> right out the gate. Okay. Um, <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, with one being like absolutely zero attraction, would not smash. Ten being like, oof, yes, take me now. A solid fifteen, oh. and I don't want to explain myself oh, further. Wow. <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't think I need to explain myself for <laughs> you. Don't honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your Optimus Honor, Prime. what a specimen of a man! Is he a man? A cryptid, some might say. A cryptid. Yeah, you are valid, and I. <laughs> I don't want to yuck anyone's yums because we have certainly, in the span of this podcast, said some pretty vile things of things and people that we are attracted to. So That's I right. don't think I we're in any understand. condition. The amount of things I've <laughs> said judge. about count from sesame street alone means everything that you have oh said God. about optimus prime is more than valid i thought that you were gonna say count like count chocula and i was like oh <laughs> a choice mm, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's the thing ali is attracted to anyone who can do basic math so that's really honestly <laughs> Anyone who has the the working intelligence of a calculator, I'm just like, wow. <laughs> I love that. Whoa. Ten out of town. Zooey mama. Oh my god. <laughs> but I will say Optimus Prime's voice, hot. Oh, so 100%. I get it. Yeah, I can concede on that for sure. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been on the Universal ride uh, at Universal Studios Hollywood for the Transformers ride? Mm, no, I have not. There is this character that I'm 90% sure that they made up for the ride called Evac. And every time I go out, I'm like, mm, Evac. Gotta love me some Evac. <laughs> he does not exist in the movies. He's only in the ride. I'm 90% sure. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that feels like a fake name. And I love that. That's I love that for them. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome to our side podcast of Into the Optimus Prime. It's a sex <laughs> and cryptid space. <laughs> Yeah. Who'd have thought? But we're here, you know? <laughs> it's okay. I'm finally glad that after four years, we finally made it to our true calling, which is talking about Transformers. And also, yeah. by proxy, Megan Fox. So we've landed where we're supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, so circle, we're not entirely um, off friends, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we're just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Jennifer's body, which is what Cody has wanted to talk about this whole time. So, like... <laughs> Kyle, we have been getting folks knocking on our doors across the country (laughs) wanting you on our show. How they found us, Lord knows. How they found both of us at the same time, Lord knows. Right. But they have wanted you on the show without realizing that we already had you goddamn scheduled on the show. <laughs> Just be patient, okay? Yeah, we've we been moots. We've known each other. Yeah, that we already... We're homies. <laughs> we were already in talks. So I'm so glad that you are here. I have been awaiting this day. I'm glad our people could talk to your people. Yeah. <laughs> really get this in the books, you know? <laughs> I'm so glad that our agents connected. Oh, of course. (laughs) That they had to, you know, like they shifted and they made it work. It's all been good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) For those folks, those very rare folks who have the audacity to not know who you are, could you (sighs) tell folks who you are and what you do? Okay, yeah. Um, So I'm Kyle. Uh, On TikTok, I'm at smallestkyle. I make a lot of um, various, like, skits that i think are funny um but <laughs> they uh, are just objective a lot of twilight skits oh, thank you so yeah. much but a lot of twilight skits um i've uh i do like the the twilight sleepover series 
Um, so yes. I think that that's that's uh, I don't know. I think that that's where most like of the Twilight people like know me from is from the Twilight sleepover. Yeah. Hell yeah! Fabulous. <laughs> Amazing. Stunning. And one of the folks that we had on the show earlier this year, Viv, told us that I you love Viv. know each other. <laughs> yes. Small the stars aligned. <laughs> yeah, I've known Viv for the past four years. We went to the same acting conservatory um, together. They they were a year above me, so they were a second year when I was a first year. They're so talented. Oh my god, have you heard them sing? Oh, yeah. we it's on the show. I'm pretty sure <laughs> they're amazing. <laughs> So that is, I love that. I love that it is a, a Twilight TikTok is a small world, but a yeah. very passionate world. Yeah, everyone knows each other. <laughs> yeah. Yes. One of the things that we like to do um, before getting into the, the trash that is often um, that we speak of here in this space is to check <laughs> in about how we are. Um, so if you could let us know how you are doing and also a happy thing that has happened to you recently. Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. I think I'm like a pretty happy person in general. So I've been doing pretty well. Um, last. How does that feel, my... by the way? <laughs> <laughs> just, just just wondering, just for science. Yeah, asking for a friend. <laughs> you know how like oh. Emmett lives like head empty just vibes that's the kind of the existence yes. that i have going for me right now Ugh. so <laughs> i love that so much like no thoughts no bad vibes just me and my bag of hard-boiled eggs yeah absolutely <laughs> this is like such a dumb thing to be happy about but um it was my friend kyle's birthday last week so he's tall kyle and i'm small kyle so um <laughs> great we couldn't meet up in person because you know miss rona but we decided we were going to have um, an Among Us, like, play date birthday party thing sort of going on. So on his birthday, we all met up and played Among Us. And I had the best imposter round. And that is such a dumb thing to be happy about. But, oh, my God, I was getting so predictable. Everyone knew my tells. And then it was just brilliant. It was a bloodbath. I just <laughs> uh, murder in space. And I felt so alive. Uh, yes. <laughs> that is amazing. I love that for you so much. Thank you. <laughs> that is something that brings me joy is that like birthdays have been able to get creative this year so that I love that for you Cody how are you doing I'm doing good um just vibing you know living my truth um I'm very happy this week uh largely because of Elliot Page that's my thing I'm just so happy I'm gonna start crying, Cody. Please don't. I know. I will. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> we'll have a group cry. It'll be very healing. Um, no, it was fucking amazing, and I'm very happy for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember just Twitter for like a couple hours was very good before it got very not good for a little bit, but it was very just good and happy and excited. And now I just want to rewatch Whip It as a trans text. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I was also like, I can't believe I have to, like, keep working today knowing that this See? bombshell drop. This is a national <laughs> holiday. We Can we just all call off? Like, I think you should just call out a word, like, bigger sorry, things. can't go in. Elliot Page. You know how it goes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know how it is. Come yeah. on. <laughs> I was expecting it, the news to be the same as how it was about a month ago when everyone mm. started banging pots out in the streets and, like, screaming right. out in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> just, like... Yeah. W- I want to be woken up to that news about yeah, just Elliot. Just parades. <laughs> yeah. It just recontextualizes in such a positive way when I was gifted Juno for my, I think it was like Christmas when I was like 15. And now I'm just yeah. like, God fucking bless. <laughs> like, yeah. I love that so much. Yes. Yeah. And the way he like, so he came out in the most trans mask way possible, which was A, Elliot, the name. Elliot. (laughs) One of the five names. (laughs) And, like, immediately went for the trans mask profile photo, which is, like, him in a hoodie with sunglasses and, like, a downturned angle sun flaring behind him. It's just, it was, like, an an expert run. Like, it was, you did it the best way you could have done it. It's just, like, they looked at a bingo board and he was like, yep, got it, got it, got it. Like... (laughs) Oh, amazing. I love that. How are you, dude? What's up? Oh, I'm just, I'm living. Um, I'm doing okay. Just counting down the days until winter break, 
which is great. Mm-hmm. My students are like, so we have work to do? And I'm like, yeah, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, you can just not you can just not assign us stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I, I wish, um, I was told I can't do that. Um, it's a lot easier when you're in person and you can just, you know, watch movies or whatever the fuck. Um, it's a lot harder to do that. (laughs) Yeah. I saw that on Twitter that folks who were younger than me watched that in school. That would have been an incredibly traumatizing experience for me. (laughs) Really? I cannot... I hate that movie. That's I like an uncanny valley. Ooh. Oh, it's horrifying. The animation is so Ooh. is so trippy. Yeah. The, the 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 guy that lives on top of the train who's like a ghost. Ooh. I don't think we ever figured out who he was, where he came from, where he was going, what his purpose was, other than to be terrifying. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> To me, the Polar Express has always been one of those things that like when I as a kid, that is what I thought of. That was, like, the punishment if you weren't, quote, like, good for Christmas. Uh, (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's so scary to me. Um, And I haven't gotten over that. My happy thing for this week, though, (laughs) is, um, and and I, it's a visual that I have provided. Um, I saw, it, it was like a resurfaced memory for me of this turtle, from my youth. <laughs> I want to say Franklin. It's Franklin, yeah. Okay, Franklin. yeah. Great. Um, a very curmudgeon turtle from my youth. <laughs> yeah. I saw this on Twitter just used as a meme, like, with no context of it being Franklin. I was like, wait a fucking minute. Like, I grew up with you. I know this man. <laughs> it was... <laughs> It was like seeing someone in the grocery store and being like, wait, I shared my whole life with you. (laughs) We're all friends, you and I. (laughs) (laughs) And he's just so angry. And I I had so many feelings because at once I was like, wait a second, I grew up with you. And then I was like, wait a second, now I relate to you. That's weird. (laughs) Um, I I never made that connection, but I do feel like you watching Franklin as a young person really makes sense for who you are right now. (laughs) Franklin is just such a wet blanket of a character and I feel that. I always felt that as a kid and now it just makes me want to go watch Franklin. (laughs) (laughs) That in that like uh, dragon show about the brother and sister. Dragon Tales. Oh my god. Dragon Tales fucking owns. Yeah. Man, that song always ripped ass. But, like, in a good way, not, like, farting. God damn it. I don't know. What the hell do you kids say? Anyway. There's probably a segue here, but I don't know it. Um, (laughs) This is the part I have been incredibly excited to hear from you. Can you tell us your Twilight backstory? Yes. Okay. So... (laughs) It all began in the fifth grade. That's not even a lie. That literally began in the fifth grade. (laughs) I had a best friend and um, we were always like super competitive with each other to like get the best grades in the class. But we also read all the time. I think she was the one that got me into the Mortal Instruments series as well. But we both read Twilight around the same time. And from the beginning, it was a match made in heaven. And we did like everything together regarding Twilight. Like, um... My mom wouldn't let me shop at Hot Topic because she was like, no, you're going to get bullied for that. And honestly, knowing how enthusiastic I was as a child, good call. But um, so I didn't have like any like Twilight shirts or anything, but I did get a Twilight um, jewelry box when I was in the fifth grade. And it's uh, it's I've talked about this before, like on, on some of my videos, it's uh, black and it has the blue filter on it, of course. And it has portraits of Edward and Bella. And it says, and so the lion fell in love with the lamb in the Twilight font. Mm. And oh, it's classic. it's a music box. So when you wind it up and you open it up, the Cullen family crest pops out and it plays Claire de Lune. Oh, whoa. <laughs> yes. We love so- <laughs> a good Debussy. Yes. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> you know we do. <laughs> and my best friend, whose mom was equally as strict, um, didn't let her shop at like Hot Topic, period. So she came to school one day wearing a gray t-shirt, and I remember this vividly, and had printed out a picture of Robert Pattinson carrying um, Kristen Stewart and had safety pinned that picture to her t-shirt. 
had printed out a picture of her own face <laughs> oh my God. and had taped her own face over Kristen's and wore it to school. And I thought it was the coolest thing. And we did this in the fifth grade. Like, <laughs> this is a real thing that happened. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. I love this rogue Photoshop moment. <laughs> that yeah. <you> real <laughs> DIY yeah. yes. sensibilities. Like our moms wouldn't let us buy the Twilight merch, so we had to make it ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So it started in fifth grade. That mm-hmm. makes, I mean, that has been a, a common tale that we have had here. Has, was this something, uh, a feeling for Twilight that has stayed with you since fifth grade? Or has it changed and evolved since then? Yeah, it's changed and evolved. I mean, like, obviously, when you're in the fifth grade, everything you do is going to be cringe. And you're like, that's fine. I don't care. I'm in the fifth grade. And then you hit the seventh grade. And you're like, cringe culture. (laughs) Disgusting. (laughs) I could never. And so, obviously, I went through a phase, the dark days, in middle school where I was like, I can't associate myself with who I was in the fifth grade. Twilight, never again. And so here we are now. And oh, another evolution was I was super Team Jacob back in the day, like way back in the day. Yeah, I know. I did not have a fully formed frontal lobe yet. And I was like, (laughs) that's true. (laughs) Also, like the only book that I read when I was a kid was New Moon. I would just like disregard all the other books. I just loved New Moon because it was so sad. And I was like, wow, Jacob's amazing. And just from like the first half of New Moon alone, Jacob is amazing. (laughs) <laughs> um, but then you read the rest of the series and you're like, oh, so like Edward, yeah, makes sense. So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so Team Edward today, love Twilight with a passion for for um, like as of today. But for a while, yeah, it was like I cannot even acknowledge my shameful past, which is like super tragic if you think about it. Like the way that it's so indoctrinated in like you know teen girls. Um, I don't identify as a girl now, but like so indoctrinated in teen girls, like you can't like feminine things. Mm-hmm. You can't like things targeted to towards women or you are weak. And like, that's such right. bullshit, you know, like mm-hmm. there's so many things that you can say about Twilight to critique its existence, but all the critiques that we have are definitely like not the same critiques that men have, which is like, Oh, it's for, for girls, you know? Yes, absolutely. That is unreal um that <laughs> the idea of just reading new moon and being like you know what the rest of this canon fake disregard <laughs> um what an artistic choice i love that for you especially to go from that to now when you have such an accurate laugh that aro has it's such a <laughs> talent <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's unreal. <laughs> Since we are on this too, I wanted to come back to one of the theories that you have mentioned in one of your videos before about your love, your light, Emmett Cullen. And Adore him. <laughs> yes. And him being a Twitch streamer in 2020. Could you tell us a little bit more about this theory? Oh, yes. 100%. I think... <laughs> so... I feel like he would immediately give it away. Like there would be no like if ends or buts. Like immediately, right off the bat, he'd be like, "Oh yeah, so um, vampire," and then his audience would be like, "What? <laughs> I'm sorry." <laughs> but the thing is, he's so like the antithesis of what a classic vampire is. I feel like Edward and Jasper really mm. encapsulate like what it is to be a vampire. You know, like they're very willowy. They're very elegant. Um, the way that they speak even, which I think was a really interesting choice, like even the movies, like the way that they behave is so much more old fashioned versus like mm-hmm. ultimate like bro jock type Emmett, who I think adapted to modern times really well in comparison. Right. And he's just so bulky and he's so buff and he's so friendly. I feel like if it weren't for the fact that like, you know, being in the sun- sunlight would just completely give away that he is a vampire, he would 100% be like the surfer dude type i feel like um he's just he has that sort of like uh ability to him but because he's like the complete antithesis of what a vampire is i feel like he would say it and then like for a while his audience would just be like "Ah, ahaha emmett so funny this guy gotta love this guy (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
until like five days later and he hasn't stopped streaming. They're like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a goddamn minute. <laughs> Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. He does every charity stream and just does not get off. Like, mm-hmm. whoa, wait a second, Emmett. <laughs> I can imagine him too having a full like stream room and everything and being like, don't go in there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just like, <laughs> Why are there like weird colorful lights coming out from under that door don't worry about it it's fine it's it's nothing it's nothing Emmett this is inside you can't say you work on cars in here no 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 this is where I really small cars cars. really (laughs) tiny ones like tech decks (laughs) I um I got into trains recently it's it's trains trains, Rosalie don't worry about it (laughs) here's my real question about this what games would he play though oh my god so i feel like he would play like the traditional like you know normal um first person shooter games that you would see oh my god i think he would love overwatch are you kidding me oh absolutely he would love overwatch sure i think he would love zarya and i think he would love reinhardt i think that he would just like mainly play tanks he loves tanks yeah. I agree. I definitely imagine him in when I think of Emmett as a streamer, I think immediately of like a TF2 tank. Yes. So that totally. makes a lot of sense to me. I also see Yes, he would love to play him. the heavy. <laughs> I also see him just streaming the Sims and just like never getting off of the character creation. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. I love just that. Loving that. <laughs> Yeah, he just makes a a profile for every single person in the family. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Do you remember that episode of The Office where um, uh, Jim discovers Dwight's, like, uh, other life or whatever, that one game, and he literally just makes himself and does the exact same thing that he does in real life? That's Emmett. That's Emmett to a T. Yeah. Like, the world is at his fingertips in The Sims, and he just does the exact same thing that he would do in real life. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. I love the idea that he would just make his whole family and when he gets to edward just do enough things wrong that it would piss him off (laughs) (laughs) edward gets in the chat like emmett that's wrong stop like that's factually and bio like biologically incorrect so stop it i'm like really torn between edward like not knowing how to use a computer at all and just like taking four years to type out one message to emmett or like writing paragraphs (laughs) upon paragraphs of like Shakespearean prose and be like that is not at all the way that I would behave and the way that you think that I would behave is just simply this injustice that you have done against me this this way that you have slighted me so and I was like okay chill yes like paragraphs upon paragraphs yeah. in his chat and I was like oh, okay yeah. LMAO <laughs> the headcanon that Edward has multiple degrees and is a literal immortal being but does not know how to use a smartphone really speaks to me I love that <laughs> Um, so I do like the idea that it would have to be Edward, like, dictating and Bella being the one in the Twitch chat being like, Edward doesn't like this. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I so, love that. I like that a lot. Because <laughs> yeah. so. I feel like there could be a lot of editorializing on Bella's part where she's just not saying anything Edward is saying, which I appreciate a lot. Yeah. Bella has great, has big mod energy. Mm-hmm. Totally. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's really good. Edward's like waxing prose over here and Bella can simplify <laughs> it down to like five words total. <laughs> Alice would be a great mod too because she could definitely predict yes. when stuff would happen. I love that. Not a frequent mod, but a supportive mm-hmm. mod. I love that. And she's that. so kind and she's so patient. She would do so well. <laughs> yes she would definitely not allow like rules to be messed with everything would yes. stay cool i love that yeah um speaking yeah. of rules being broken cody do you want to take us into current events corner Ooh, yes let's do it we have a piece from cinema blend which it says turns out Kristen stewart was the big rule breaker on the twilight set or boing, 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 boing. this aries shocker yeah what <laughs> <laughs> Kristen Stewart? No. (laughs) No. Being a little rascal? No. (laughs) It's this piece is just delightful. I love it very much. Really peers back the curtain of like just all of her rascal tendencies (laughs) and that have been, you know, cemented in years past. It's 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 good to see. 
I love this very much. The thing that I find very interesting about this piece, um, which was published by Jessica Rodden, so thank you for this fine piece of news, mm-hmm. um, is it is mentioning, of course, that Casey was up to these shenanigans um, and <laughs> mainly was doing this to help Nikki Reed, otherwise known by us in the Twilight Saga as Rosalie. Um, because of the fact that Nikki was too scared to do this herself. <laughs> That's so sweet. <laughs> so according to this, um, Nikki is a big rule follower. So mm-hmm. sure. Um, and she wanted to snag some quote baseball <laughs> shoes. Um, apparently this took them a long time to figure out how to do a lot of like, it was Ocean's a long time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it was apparently worth doing. The baseball shoes in question were in fact Converse. And even though Nikki was too scared to grab them herself, Casey was the one that eventually just kind of swiped them and gave them to Nikki, um, who still has them to this day. Aww. I love that. What a piece of history. (laughs) I know. She says they're still in a display case somewhere. Oh, that Summit would have put them in a display case somewhere, but she still has them and says that they're, like, really important to her, which I love. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Just says that rules are made to be broken, which I completely agree. I do love that this uh, piece ends with the fact that it's, like, well, Kesu did say that she didn't swipe anything from the set of Charlie's Angels, so her her life of crime might be over. <laughs> anything that they figured out, anyway. Yeah. Right, exactly. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we don't know about um, Charlie's Angels, and we also, they said nothing was taken from Happiest Season, but, like, who's to say, you know? Who's to say? Nobody snitches, then nobody mm-hmm. knows. Right. Be right. cool. Exactly. All right. <laughs> we have a really important question. And correct me if I'm wrong, Kyle, but you went to a an arts college. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. I went to um, an acting conservatory in 2016 and graduated in 2018. Perfect. I'm so Hell glad yeah. that we have this question then for you. So one of our patrons... <laughs> Jillian asked us this question, and I'm so glad that we have an expert to be able to answer it for us. If Forks High School put on a production of Grease, which of the Collins and Bella's human friends would be involved, and in what roles on stage and off would they have? Ooh, I love that. Yeah. Okay. Finally, someone's asking the important questions. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. It's about time. Well, right off the top of my head, I'm thinking because Forks is like a tiny high school, I don't think that their arts program is going to be like super huge. So I feel like the people right. that are going to be like within the cast are probably also going to have to do some of the heavy work of like putting together the set. And like, you know, mm. that being said, I think that Alice not only would play Frenchie, I think that she yeah. would also be doing the costumes. Absolutely. Big Frenchie vibes mm-hmm. from Alice. <laughs> I'm also wondering how much of Esme's involvement in the PTSA they could do, like, involve in this without it being sus. Mm. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So, Mm. but yes, I agree. Alice has to be Frenchie. There's, yes. (laughs) Um, Bella would not be on stage at all. She would hate to be on stage. No. (laughs) No. No way. Yeah. I think she, I think she's a... She could do like a stage manager oh, type situation. Oh, absolutely! Because she loves controls <laughs> so yeah. much, <laughs> and she's a Virgo, so her. you know, like, yeah. right? Yeah, she's super organized. I think that she would one hundred percent do that. Yeah, I feel like Jessica would want to be Sandy, but she would need to be Rizzo. That's exactly what I was thinking. <sighs> I don't. Okay. Mm, I think okay, she good. would, by default, be Sandy. Though I feel like it's her, Sandy, Rosalie, Rizzo. Is that crazy? No, I don't think that's crazy. But Rosalie is a senior. That's yes. true. Mm. That's true. I don't, Seniority, I don't, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think it would be so funny, though, for Rosalie to get Sandy and for Jessica to be, like, that theater girl. Be like, oh. Oh, yeah. That's, like, 
such an interesting casting choice, you know? Right. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why is there a part of me? I know this this would never happen because the idea of getting Edward on the stage and the screen <laughs> in modern day, like modern day 2005 would never happen. Yeah. But there is something yeah. about Edward that really resonates with Jan to me. Oh, Oh my god. <laughs> I want him to be a pink lady so bad. That would be so yeah. funny. That oh, that would be fabulous. <laughs> I just I need it. I do think that the science teacher, his name is escaping me, would have to be the baseball coach, Coach Calhoun. Mm. <laughs> sure. The one that they throw pies at at the end. Yeah. I just think that that needs to happen. Love that. Yeah, absolutely. This is so dumb. I want to see Emmett be Teen Angel. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. He would crush that. Are you kidding me? Steal the show. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, and you know what would make Jess even angrier if she's Rizzo? If what? Mike was Danny Zuko, opposite oh, Rosalie Sandy. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She'd be so uh, mad. Yeah. She would be. <laughs> just the the mental picture of Mike Noon as Danny Zuko is giving me so like funny. severe palpitations right now. <laughs> I, I hate I hate him so much, and yeah. the idea of seeing him do pelvic thrusts on stage <laughs> in front of literal minor—he's also a minor, but yeah. in front of literal minors—makes bile come up on my throat right now. But it would so happen because he would be like the one straight guy that just like kind of shows up at a rehearsal and they're like we need a man like in this oh, audition please be Danny Zuko as it always happens and they're like here you go absolutely well yeah because if Bella shows up he's gonna show up mm-hmm. true the last true. thing I'll say about this the last one for sure is that if the book is actually accurate and Lauren is there Jessica would mm. play Sandy and Lauren would play Rizzo mm. that's all yeah. I'll say yeah yeah but I do think that Rosalie would need to be in this so yeah. I love that a lot. I need to know all of your thoughts about the host, Kyle, before we dive into this week's chapters. Oh my gosh. Had you read this before? Yes, I read it um like when it first came out. I remember all the hype around it too. Cause I can't remember. Did the host come out after Twilight or in the middle of it coming out? Mm, I think it came out in the middle. Let me yeah. just do my little hacker thing and confirm. <laughs> Because I remember everyone freaking out over the fact that Stephanie Meyer was releasing a science fiction book. Weirdly, it came out the year that the movie Twilight was published, or published, came out. (laughs) That is That's weird. Yeah, I loved The Host when I first read it, and I haven't read it uh, since it first came out. So, like, when you told me, oh, yeah, we're going to be discussing The Host, I was like, oh, yes. So just reading it, oh, my God. It is so much better than I remember it being. And I remember liking it a lot when I read it the first time. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. That's a, that one, that's a long time ago. Yeah. For it's true. Sure. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. And two, were you confused by it? Because I, the first couple chapters when we were reading this, I want to say like two weeks ago, I feel like. I was confused, and Cody was reading the audiobook. <laughs> yeah. And oh, yeah, there's so much stuff that they just throw at you. Yeah. Like, yeah. immediately, right out of the bat, they're like, all right, here's all the world building. Here's, like, 47, like, different um, phrases and terminology that you need to know to understand the universe. And it just, like, mm-hmm. start. it starts at, like, a 10, and it keeps going. Yes, I agree. Um, are you, can you tell us the mode that you are reading this book in? Because apparently it matters. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I have the book. I've been reading, I've been reading the book. So the hard copy, yeah. like the yeah. physical copy? Yeah, okay. I have a, the hardback. Great. Because um, yeah. we've had folks reading the audiobook, and apparently that is rough. Oh. <laughs> I am reading the Kindle version, which has an annotated playlist attached it has um, what? <laughs> um, there are quite a few entries in the chapters we're looking at today, which I will mention. But throughout the 
uh, Kindle version, sometimes things will just be linked and there's just a playlist at the end where Stephanie is like, as you're reading this, I suggest listening to this certain Linkin Park song. <gasps> so like a uh, 2013 so. AO3 fan fiction, it has a playlist at the end of each exactly. chapter. That's but amazing. embedded into the, that the is actual text. <laughs> yes, Stephanie. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a choice. So... When we last paused on this text, we found out that Jared existed and that he has no social boundaries Mm -hmm. um, and that he goes on kissing people without asking first. Yes. Which is a choice. And then we also found out that Melanie has a brother. Yes. Which she was trying to keep away from Wanderer. Yes. Which is apparently important. I will say- Wanderer's a little nosy. (laughs) Wander is a little, uh, to be fair, it is Wander's job to be nosy. Right. But I agree, Wander is pretty nosy. (laughs) When we start off on chapter five, which is titled Uncomforted, I don't like this word, Steph. Hey, Stephanie, I don't think that's a word. I don't like it. Yeah. I'm going to have to use it in words with friends, but I don't like it. So stop it. (laughs) I, apparently we have now skipped in time a little bit. Yes. Presumably a couple of months, it seems like. And we are in a, a therapy session. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that Stephanie has gone to therapy before, is the thing. And that, <laughs> that makes this a little bit confusing to read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just Just from like a... Just from an experience level, some might say. Um, I will also say I keep, every time that we get back into this book, I am astounded by the little details that Stephanie includes to remind us that Wander is an alien. Um, Specifically, just like right off the bat in the first paragraph of when she writes, the little muscle twitches and shifts had become familiar through months of exposure. And it's like, yeah, my man. We get it. Facial expressions. They're a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um, I am curious how you all felt about this therapy session that Wander is experiencing. Miss Comforter herself. She's here. Miss Comforter. <laughs> <laughs> Who prefers to go by Kathy. Right. Fair enough. <laughs> Normal human name. Yeah, I will say, like, you're right, it does feel like Stephanie is not really coming from a place of experience here, which, like, you don't have, obviously she writes a lot of shit Mm -hmm. that she has not directly experienced with at all, but it does feel like you are just projecting what you think therapy is, and just (laughs) putting it in this space, and it's like, well, yeah, I think it's funny, because I feel like it might also work from, like, an alien standpoint, you know? Mm, Like, do they know what therapy is? Right, that's true, yeah, totally. And that, I guess you can give, like, Stephanie a lot more leeway in that way, because it's like, everything you're seeing is being through the eyes of, of mm-hmm. an alien who's still trying to pick everything up, and you're like, okay, maybe I can excuse this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> there is something that I, I gotta give it to Stephanie, she does love a creature who is out of their comfort zone, mm-hmm. who's considered mm-hmm. highly intelligent and experienced and goes about teaching at a university. Like she did this with Twilight and now she's like, yeah. but what if I do it with the host? Will they notice? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they won't notice. No, They're, nobody's going to know. <laughs> nobody's going to know. How would they know? How would they know? <laughs> I also love that because the planet that Wander keeps referring to of seaweeds. I'm like, mm-hmm. Stephanie, come on. <laughs> Stephanie, come on. Hey, listen, world building, tough. Wouldn't wish it yeah. on myself. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't wish it on anybody. But also, <laughs> seaweeds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like come when on. they named that one Pokemon Seal and you're like, really? Like, come on. Like, <laughs> you can't be a little bit more imaginative than that. Wait, have you guys like <laughs> never read The Host before? I read it in college. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, uh, that was almost a decade ago. Yeah. And I have gone through so much brain trauma since that I'm a different person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember reading. I remember a lot of things happening with eyes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I remember there being caves at some point yeah. that we get to. Yeah. And then I remember watching the movie 
at some point, and uh, Sorsha Ronan and Jake Abel are in it, which is a choice. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, reading this, it feels like a like the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yes. I remember, like, super vaguely, like, the other random planets that they're going to talk about. This, you think the seaweeds are bad? Like, I'm pretty sure there's, like, a planet where she was a sunflower or something. There was one where she was, like, literally a bat that used echolocation. Just, like, some weird stuff. It's so bizarre. Yeah. Like, the seaweeds isn't even the worst of it. <laughs> <laughs> it only gets what worse. I-, <laughs> I will say, though... I would pay a lot of money to just be a sea, uh, just a sunflower right now, though. Like, <laughs> just vibing. Yeah. <laughs> just let me blow in the breeze. Mm-hmm. Like, the ideal existence. That, honestly, mm-hmm. I just want to vibe in the sun and be really tall. <laughs> like, is that too much just, to ask? <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's, ugh, man, that sounds great. We do get a reminder in this chapter of the eyes. Stephanie's like, hey, do you get it? There's an eye thing. There's yeah. something happening here with the sun and eyes. Do you get it yet? <laughs> yeah, we got it. We got it. We got it. And then Kathy goes on this long <laughs> moment about their experience with Kurt. <laughs> Sorry, yes, the names Kurt, are yes. just... Um, I, the idea of these souls i guess they're not i mean they are aliens but like they're souls i guess um inhabiting humans and the idea of like keeping the host's name uh i find very humorous to me (laughs) like uh just yeah what's up i'm a i'm an alien my name is kevin oh i'm an alien (laughs) my name is kurt (laughs) like it's your boy kurt I also, this is one of those things that I find Stephanie did well. I don't often give her credit for good reason. Um, Valid. (laughs) That's true. There's something about her choice to mention a therapist and a, what I think is like college professor of Kurt and them being on the front line at the Mm -hmm. beginning when all of this started happening and that's how they started switching over hosts into souls, I think they yeah. mentioned in this chapter. Yes, yes, they which did. Which is a super, like, inconspicuous way for that to happen. Because, of course, they would have, like, social gatherings and stuff. Mm-hmm. I would not have thought of that, which is cool, I guess. Yeah. Pretty smart. Pretty smart, Stephanie. <laughs> um. The the thing here that I did find pretty relatable as far as a therapy session goes is Wander is like, oh yeah, things are pretty bad. And Kathy's like, yeah, um, why don't you explain a little bit more? And Wander's like, yeah, well, I mean, and then just like lists off these symptoms that are like incredibly awful. Mm-hmm. And Kathy's like, what do you mean? Why didn't you tell me it was this bad? <laughs> that felt very relatable to therapy at least in my experience so yeah. it's like you were holding on to this this whole time it's like i yeah. didn't think it was relevant i don't know right and it's always just like in the last five minutes and it's like oh well anyway uh bye we're out of time <laughs> bye <laughs> good luck but we do get a little bit more information um i think kathy was like well then we'll just switch you bodies and of course wonders like no i need to like suffer in silence because mm-hmm. that's how stephanie likes to write characters mm-hmm. yeah. uh, um i do like her is... attempt at like giving a reason why she can't switch bodies though and you can mm-hmm. like already it is a choice yeah start to see like uh the the like societal taboos for like switching bodies like for some reason that's seen as weak you know mm-hmm. and yeah. i love that like of course like wanderer who's been through like seven different planets like would not want to be weak like she's lived more than uh, even the people like within her own kind like that's got to be some sort of crazy you know right absolutely there is a part in this chapter well there i mean there's a lot especially towards the end when melanie starts to speak up and be like the hell you say you're not getting rid of my body like don't fucking (laughs) speak for me Mm -hmm. hey whoa whoa, whoa. Um, (laughs) 
Especially when I loved when Melanie was like, you have the audacity to be like murdering entire species and patting yourselves on the back. Like, don't fucking, (laughs) don't talk to me like this. Um, That is the part where Stephanie has added to her annotated playlist. Oh. (laughs) Which we've mentioned before. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And previously I have mentioned um, in chapter one, we had the Death Cab song. In chapter four, we had the Linkin Park song. So we're hitting all of the, like, Stephanie classics Mm -hmm. on here. There is one important Stephanie band that we have not hit yet. Would you like to guess which band that is? Is this the chapter? Is it Muse? Is it time for Muse? It is time for Muse. God bless. (laughs) Yeah, baby. So in this exact moment, Stephanie has recommended listening to Futurism, by Muse. Mm. Really subtle pieces here. <laughs> yeah. So, thank you, Stephanie. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So, this chapter ends um, with Wander being like, I am not gonna let things be destroyed. Roar. I'm yeah. strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that immediately, like, dissolves in chapter six. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, listen, I get it. Therapy is tough. Kathy comes to... <laughs> Kathy. Um, Kathy comes to the... (laughs) Gotta love Kathy. Gotta gotta love Kathy. Kathy comes to the assumption of like, well, while you have Melanie here, um, let's just figure out your plan. Let's just figure out like where Jared is. He went to Jared. Like, just just figure it out. (laughs) And (laughs) we'll make it work. And as... You know, sometimes the side effects of of listening to Stephanie Meyer's work is turning on fire. Sometimes the side effects of therapy are yartsing. It Mm -hmm. it happens. Feelings are tough. I get it. It happens to me all the time. Um, (laughs) Is that normal? No, but like it happens. Um, And so Wander is feeling this therapy. Could be why they have stopped going to appointments, which Kathy is bitter about but doesn't say anything. And decides to stumble into the city and (laughs) starts to just, um, yarts in a bush. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Then, of course, one of their superiors, for some reason, is just there. Mm -hmm. And is like, hey, um, don't. And also, why is this happening? (laughs) Thought you couldn't do that. I thought you, excuse me, excuse me, yeah. I'm sorry, what, what is happening here? Seeker, it's not, I was very confused why this, she was here to start with, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. until we realized later on that, like, apparently Wander's case is the only one she has, and so, like, of course, she's just, like, trailing her. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, I got nothing better to do, so, sure. <laughs> Apparently, Wander had sent a message before about some more maps or roads? Yeah. Question mark? That they are still trying to figure out. Yeah, she thinks it's directions. Yes, that's right. That's right. Okay. The idea of having to, like, go through your brain and having to write down things it to me it feels like almost like interpreting dreams, which sounds incredibly mentally taxing. Mm-hmm. and painful that sounds really tough so good on you wonder because i would not want to do that um, <laughs> especially because there's they stephanie goes into quite a bit of description on here about the the memories and the directions as well and it's like a slow rough curve like it sounds like a really sensual siri talking about (laughs) google maps directions yeah and i that's the only thing i could think about with this cody i don't know if that happened to you because you were listening to this if that is the vibe you got yeah it definitely did come across as like a very sensual ways you know (laughs) just like just some robot yeah Finally, we hopefully in 2021 we get what we need, which is a hot, sexy ways voice. <laughs> yeah, who coming among us up will in finally come out? <laughs> Thirty feet, you have a ragged zigzag. No, ways. I'm on the highway. There's not. No, nope. Could not happen. This is not ways. sexy. Time. We can't Are you do flirting this. with me? <laughs> yeah. Oh my, oh my god. god. I can't. Are we wait gonna to kiss do the, right like... now? <laughs> Are we gonna kiss right now? <laughs> 
<laughs> I can't wait until we get to that point with AI where I can just be like, oh my god, is my AI flirting with me? What is happening? <laughs> so, ugh, I can't wait. Oh my god, and that brings us full circle to Optimus Prime. Yes. Everything has a reason. Oh, hey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it all comes back. Okay, but for real though, if I could get Optimus Prime to voice ways, everything would change. Oof. Yeah. Auga. I would... That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that is what I'm saying. Unsurprisingly, this chapter is just uh, the Seeker being very confused about why Wander is not doing their job. And kind and of a jerk, too. Kind of really yeah. a jerk. <laughs> think about it. <laughs> I just like the part where the Seeker's like, oh my god, is your host really giving you a problem? <laughs> Weak ass bitch. I'm like, oh my god, who are you? <laughs> I don't know, aliens were so catty. <laughs> and I love that Wander herself is even shocked, just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Take a note that this uh, Wander is a weak-ass bitch. Thanks. She's <laughs> uh, like, I'm standing right here. What are yeah, you doing? Guys. <laughs> and you know what was really funny? It was when Melanie was like, oh my god, I hate her. And Wander was like, yeah. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> and we finally start to bond. <laughs> like, not even denying it. <laughs> Listen, I get where you're coming from, you know? (laughs) I love that so much. I just want them to be friends. Is that so much to ask for? Is this going to... Wait, hold on. Because I don't remember. Don't tell me. But also, is this going to turn into an enemies to lovers, though? (laughs) Wait. Hmm. That's the fic that I would read. I would read that. (laughs) Stephanie, you always say no homo, but like... Not even a little? Not even a little, Stephanie? They're sharing the same body, Steph. Yeah. Fellas, is it gay to share the same body and brain? (laughs) (laughs) To truly have one heart with your love? You know what I mean? No one's gonna know you better than you. Listen. Exactly. If you can't love yourself, I'm not gonna love anybody else. You know what I mean? Come on. (laughs) Are Melanie and Wanderer a fusion? Listen. (laughs) finally we're asking the important questions yeah i can't wait to bring that up to my 100 percent more interesting (laughs) be like hey therapist i know you want to talk about like some really deep uh, trauma but can we talk about the sci-fi book that came out 13 years ago and him be like i don't i don't have technology i don't know what this is i don't <laughs> i'll just stick to asking him about optimus prime i feel like that <laughs> yeah we will return back to that fusion question when we get into chapter seven and eight next week Ooh. also really fucked up thing next week is episode 200 yeah. <laughs> I want to pass out. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why Anyways. did none of you stop us? <laughs> How did you Hell let us keep yeah. going this long? <laughs> you, since you all were knocking on our doors telling us to get Kyle here, why didn't you tell us to, like, stop? No, <laughs> never so stop. Misery. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow. So that's fun. <laughs> Anyways. Speaking of folks who just won't quit, let's talk about our patrons, who I love the most. Yeah. And yes, patrons, I do know how to say it correctly. I just prefer to say patrons. So it is more there fun. You go. That's a I agree. Answer. I just need to say things wrong. Okay. <laughs> just let me. Just let me say words wrong. It's core to my being. I need it. <laughs> Did I know that however was wrong? No. But am I going to keep saying it? Yes. Will we put it's, it on a t-shirt? Probably. <laughs> probably. It's fine. Cody, would you like to start? Absolutely. Shout out Althea Johnson. Thank you to Mallory Hardwick. Shout out Katie Black. I almost took Katie Black from you. Yeah, how dare you? I'm so sorry. <laughs> She's like, mine. Greedy for patrons. <laughs> um, thank you to Kylie Minty. I'm an only child. I should have known better. I can't. <laughs> we did it up halfway. We're not getting it. <laughs> I don't know. You're, it's okay. Uh, shout out. Wait, where am I now? I have no Elizabeth. idea. Shout out Elizabeth James. <laughs> 
Um, thank you to Jess Love. <laughs> Shout out Alex Dornan. <laughs> thank you to Carrie Goldberg. Thank you. I don't know why I said that like a fucking serious newscaster, but thank you. No, but you. it was beautiful. <laughs> know, it felt like a serious like mood change. Like the lights had dimmed. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's get fucking serious, all right? <laughs> no jokes. No yeah. jokes. <laughs> Thank you to Mickey Meyer. Thank you to Zoe Steele. Ow! Yeah! Shout out Rebecca Cullen. Thank you to Amy Taylor. Woo! Yeah! Shout out Malt Gray! (laughs) Thank you to our unofficial intern, who will never get paid but deserves all the money, Taylor Brown yes. Town yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Danae Swan. <laughs> mm. Thank you to my mom, who's not my mom, please stop asking, but is my mom, <laughs> Kelly Beck. <laughs> 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 Shout out Aaron Salinger. <laughs> mm, mm. Thank you to Sophia Salinger. Woo! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you to Donna Kavanaugh. Mm, is this mm. the closest I'll ever get to playing an instrument? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica Hale. Woo! And thank you, finally, to India Peach, our newest patron. Ooh. I know I said this before, but I was lying. This is the part I've been the most excited for. Can you tell us what fan fiction you brought to the space? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so I was telling you guys earlier before I started recording that I was trying to find a fan fiction from back in the day that I could not find. Um, so you'll have to use your imaginations to imagine Edward and Bella like raising Harry Potter as their son. But what I did bring to the table was um, this fan fiction called Family on AO3. And it's, uh, I just love the relationship between all the Cullens so much. And the summary is after Bella's birthday party, Jasper feels awful, but his family is there for them. And it's like a four shot. So I'm going to read you like half of the second, uh, no, a half of the first chapter. Because I just think it's so sweet. But it's called Family by Owen Harper's Girl on AO3, in case anyone wants to read it. I could have, should I be Southern when I read Jasper's books? (laughs) Yes. The answer is right. (laughs) Oh God, how do I get in? Blanche out to Galifars for supper. All right. Okay. Uh, I could have killed her, he said, his voice rough. I could have killed my brother's girlfriend, your best friend. He turned his head to look at her, and she saw his eyes were full of pain. Alice knew that if he could cry, he would be. Jasper, you slipped. We all have at some point. She re- Why? <laughs> she reached out her arm again, but this time he stood and was five feet away from her before she realized he was gone. You don't get it. He said, hatred for himself clear in his voice. I'm a monster. Edward is going to hate me. I let Carlisle down. I let you down. He dropped to his knees and she was beside him in a second, wrapping her arms around his shoulders. Thankful he didn't pull away this time. Stop, stop it, she said. Jasper, Edward doesn't hate you, okay? You haven't let Carlisle down and you certainly haven't let me down. We all slip, Jazz, and we all know how hard it is for you. I know you don't want to hear that, but you've been amazing so I know you'll be back on track now. Jasper looked at her and then buried his face into her neck, shaking violently. Shh, I'm here, Alice said, running one hand through his hair and the other up and down his back. They stayed like that for a long time, just being with each other, only going back to the house when the sun had risen again. Whoa. Wow. Like, That's wasn't so that lovely? Soft. Yeah, that was very soft. Also, so impeccable so voice weird. acting work. Thank you so much. <laughs> To be so talented, by the way. (laughs) Thank you. Not you saying that you're, like, happy and that you're also talented. Like, share something about that. Goddamn. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Kyle, it has been an absolute joy to have you on the show this week. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. So lovely. Where can folks go to support your work? Yes, I have a TikTok. That's probably what I'm most uh, active on. It's at Smallest Kyle. And I just make a lot of uh, anime, but also mostly Twilight videos. So if you want to check out some of like my skits and stuff, go check me out on that. Hell yeah. It is a follow that you will not regret. 
folks, I promise. <laughs> yeah. You guys are so sweet. Um, well, as we say here where I am in the Pacific Northwest. Get bit. And get whipped. Woo! Yeah. Into the Twilight is an Earbud Media production. Our theme music is by Eli Krauss, and our artwork is by Maddie Padilla. Follow the show on Twitter at Into the Twilight and support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash into the twilight. Send us an email or a fanfiction at into the twilight show at gmail.com. You can find Allie at Into Wild Places and me at Cody Crow. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.